0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Crime, Lime, and Vodka. We're a newly established podcast which is made up of a bartender and a hairdresser who likes to unwind with a cocktail and a crime case. We'll contain violent descriptions and streams of details following the murder cases. Here's to make a difference in the only way that we know how. Thanks for tuning in to Crime, Lime, and Vodka. Hey guys, welcome back to Crime Line and Vodka. It's Tracy and my wife Zoe is going to be featuring on this podcast today. It's going to be our fourth episode and we're doing it on Andrew Cunanan, who was known as Gianni Versace's killer, but he was also known as a spree killer in the 90s. He was born in August of 1969 in National City, California. His father was a Filipino U.S. Navy, I guess you would say Navy member. How do you say that? I don't know. It doesn't even matter. He was serving um, overseas at the time of Andrew's birth, so they didn't really get that connection when he was born. And after leaving the Navy, he became a stockbroker. His dad was known as an embezzling con artist. He always wanted to seem like they had a ton of money, but they were less than fortunate. Um, They lived in this big old extravagant house. And andrew was a spoiled child he was known as the kid that got everything he wanted and he kind of had that how do you say it that flaw from his father he went to a private school called the bishop's school and they exploited their wealth that they didn't really have andrew's iq was 147 so he was pretty freaking intelligent it's like genius He was so smart. He spoke like five different languages and he could talk about anything with anyone and like keep on track with it. So it wasn't hard for him to have friends and he was like a pathological liar too. Like he would make up these extravagant stories to tell people and his close friends and men that he met would Believe it all.
1: He wanted to make himself seem better.
0: He wanted to be this person that he made up. Like, he had multiple aliases, and one of them was Andrew De Silva, and he picked that name because it sounded rich to him. So, like, he was in the spotlight of San Diego, like during the big gay times, like during Party Monster and all that. And he would go to random gay clubs, meet with these old rich men. Yeah, meet with these rich, wealthy. Sugar daddies, older men, and they would just shower him in gems and clothes and all the good stuff. He was obsessed with S&M porn and he loved being tied up, but he didn't really like the um affixation offici- while having sex. So he he just he was a very strange individual. He had other aliases like Drew Cunningham, Kurt Matthew Demaris, Andy Cunnings. He soon enrolled after he graduated high school in the University of California, but when he was 19, his dad fled after being caught with embezzling, and his dad went back to the Philippines, so him and his mom lost their house. I mean, he had other siblings, but <coughs> they, didn't really, they didn't really get the spotlight like Andrew. He was the, the spawn child. He soon became violent towards his mom after his dad got caught, and they ended up getting in an argument, and he threw against a wall, and he dislocated her shoulder. Wasn't that around the time that he came out to her? Yeah. I think so. But they said that he never came out to them. Like, after he died in the interviews, they said that he never came out to them, and he so did. Yeah. Like, obviously, he, he was gay. Yeah. Flammy. Flammy. Flaming. Flaming. <laughs> Flaming. Blaming So in 1989 he dropped out of college and he moved in with his best friend Elizabeth Coy and her boyfriend. He liked to mute off of people. mute mooch 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 off of people. And they were living in San Francisco, so it was a little bit of a bigger area, so he was allowed to get away with a lot more shit. He got evaluated and he was thought to have anti social personality disorder and lacking remorse and empathy. So this makes a lot of sense. In the winter of 95, he met the love of his life, David Madsen. He was a good-looking blonde man who he met at a gay bar in San Francisco around the same time he was into the big party stage. And they began this long-distant relationship, but they ended in the spring of 96 because David couldn't trust him. He was like... Yeah, he felt wrong about him he was so psycho when it came to things like he would just freak out over nothing and he would get all worked of like obsessive oh he was definitely obsessed with this man like he was so jealous because his friend they had a mutual friend jeffrey trail and he was in the marines right yes and no
1: navy
0: he was in the navy too his they they would they lived in the same city, so they would hang out all the time and I guess Andrew thought of it as like they were fucking around, but they weren't. Because David had respected Andrew and Jeffrey wasn't very open about him being gay because he was a yeah. navy. He was scared. Yeah, before. he was scared of all that. And he found him very conniving and shady. So David just kinda left Andrew alone. But he was trying to be a good friend. Around the same time, um, david and andrew had broke up andrew started dating this older guy named john blatchford and he was supporting andrew completely and his close friend jeffrey was trying to like ease him out of that he was trying to be a good friend but it didn't really work out that way so in april of 97 he decided that he was going to go visit david and jeffrey in minneapolis so he boards on a plane and jeffrey told his sister that he didn't really feel good about andrew coming out there and the weekend before his death, he told his friends that him and Andrew had a falling out and he was scared that he was
1: going to die. That's crazy.
0: So he knew that Andrew was, like, coming to kill him. Wild. Well, so.
1: I'm sure he felt very uneasy around him. Andrew was a very extravagant type person, so I'm pretty
0: sure he made his his emotions and the way he felt known. His spree finally started on April the 20 april 25th when he arrived in minneapolis and he stayed at david madsen's apartment the next day he stayed at jeffrey's apartment while he was out with his boyfriend but jeffrey told his boyfriend he needed to return home to have an important conversation with andrew conversation was never taken in place so jeffrey trail was the first of the killings on april 27th 1997 jeffrey was one of his close friends and they had gotten an argument at david's apartment and jeff was beat to death with a claw hammer by andrew Conanan. like they started out yelling at each other and andrew got pissed off he went and dug in like one of the drawers in the kitchen and he comes out with a claw hammer and he just starts charging at jeffrey beating the shit out of him how and could you do
1: that to somebody that you cared about yeah so like much? you loved and then david's just standing there like in shock he's like I just witnessed this man. Whoa, and I'm sure he didn't want to make any sudden movements because I'm sure he was terrified of him. Like, I do How do you react to something like Like, one that? of
0: our friends beating somebody to death and us just trying to play it cool. <laughs> like, what? So, they end up rolling up Jeffrey in a rug and they leave him in the apartment for two days. And they haul ass. They stayed for, like, a day, I think. They walked his dog around the town... And they decided that it was best if they left. So they left his body in there for two days until David never showed up to work. And they went and checked on him and he wasn't in his apartment. And they
1: found Jeffrey's corpse wrapped up in a rug. But you want to know is crazy. What? Is that his watch had stopped at 9.55 p.m. Yeah, they, they believed that that was the time of his killing.
0: Yeah, because they said he tried to defend himself and he put his wrist up. Yeah. And it must have hit his watch. It's
1: thing
0: the fact that you would kill your friend that you so-called love so much i just i don't understand how andrew could just do that so heinously so two days after david was reported missing he didn't show up to work so they reported him missing they went to his apartment and found jeffrey's body rolled up in the rug and he was missing they couldn't find david nowhere But they were last seen eating at a restaurant in Minnesota, which is near Lake Rush Lake, east shore of Rush Lake. So the same day that all this is going on, they're using David as a suspect. They think that he might have been one involved, but they reassured him that he was held hostage by Andrew. So Andrew convinced David to go with him because the man was scared. Like he had no other choice but to do that and the next day on may 3rd david's body was found on the east shore of rush lake with a gunshot wound to the head and his back the weapon that was used was a 40 caliber semi-automatic pistol that he had stole from jeffrey's apartment which is also the weapon he used for almost all his other victims the next day he traveled to chicago where he ended up finding this older rich man who was an architect Lee Mengill and he was clearly on the run so he was going to rob the man and steal his car so he took the 72 year old man bound him by the hands and the feet wrapped his face up with duct tape and tried to seduce him and whenever we were watching the Ryan Murphy show the um, yeah. American Crime Story that's when he was dancing acting all crazy
1: which is an awesome show by the way
0: it was so good it was so so good and sadly, he stabbed Lee 20 times with a screwdriver. He eventually slit his throat, and Lee was already dead, so thankfully he didn't feel it. He stole his green Lexus and headed east to New Jersey. Leaving David's Jeep, which every time he killed somebody, he would take their car.
1: Yeah.
0: Not thinking that they were going to look for the car. How stupid. Like he was just asking for it, but he got away with it. They tracked his phone in the car, and they were following a trail to get to Andrew. So, he's basically on the run at this point, and he's just having a spree fund. He's just murdering everybody he can come in contact with. So, on May 9th, he arrived in Pennsville Township, New Jersey, and he found his next victim. Everybody else, he pretty much had a tie with that he murdered, but this was just a random murder. He found a 45-year-old cemetery caretaker, William Reese, and his wife noticed he didn't come home for supper. So she went to the cemetery that he was working at and found him shot in the head in the office. It was the same murder weapon that he used to kill David with. And he just murdered him to take his red Chevy pickup truck.
1: That's sad.
0: Like, he literally just killed the man for his car. You couldn't have
1: just... Took the car? Took the car, yeah. And not hurt this poor man? like.
0: I feel like he was just doing, like impulsive murders yeah I at mean, this point
1: i'm sure in he, his mind he was like whatever i already killed two of my friends so i might as well just start killing everyone else it was so
0: impulsive like he would just run find some random person kill them and then take their car take their car and just leave like you could have just let He could have just took their car and i guess he pretty much realized that at this point they were getting on him. So he headed south to Miami. He knew what he was doing whenever he went. Because he was already obsessed with Versace.
1: Yeah.
0: Like he kept telling people that he had met Versace. Oh yeah. And he's Making never. He never met him.
1: All these famous people he knew. He
0: just wanted to be cool. That's all it was. It was all a public stance. On May 12th he was finally added to the FBI ten's most wanted list. When you make it there. You know you. You, he uh, was a scary was scary guy <laughs> when you make it on the FBI's most wanted list so he hid in plain sight for basically 2 months like he would just walk around with glasses and a hat on does it like he didn't care how he looked he stayed at the Normandy Plaza Hotel which is really expensive extravagant hotel and he would run up his um room service all the way to where he maxed out all his credit cards and he was still using his cards the whole time that he was on the run so they were tracking his bank cards his credit cards but he stole all this cash from lee so he had extra money and then he ended up running out of money and he went to the pawn shop that was close to his hotel room and he auctioned off a few things and the cops would regularly go through their system to see who had given whatever to pawn it off cuz a lot of drug heads would do it. And that's where they figured out where he
1: was. Yeah, he used his name, right? Yeah, he used his real
0: name. And the same time that he was doing this, he was literally on the TV. Bro, like what? So he didn't pay his last night at the hotel and they called the cops. They went to the hotel room and they confiscated all the stuff they had for evidence, but he was already on the run he already found another yeah. place to go And
1: this was in miami right
0: yeah this is on july 14th so this is a day before he kills versace so on july 15th at 8 45 a.m cunanan like in the show that we have watched and the reports that we had read are almost identical
1: oh yeah
0: so he wakes up on it the beach spot on It was so good. He wakes up on the beach and he's kind of just flipping his shit because he knows that he's running out of places to go and he's running out of money. He's running out of ideas. And he decided he was just going to walk the strip of Miami, probably get something to eat, and then he had no fucking idea where he was going. So he's walking down the street on the main strip of Miami and he spots Versace coming back from the news cafe. Where he would go every single morning and get magazines and coffee. So, he sees him walking in a view. And he's like, oh shit, gotta grab my gun. <laughs> like, people are asking Versace for autographs on the side of the road. And this man's like, I'm just gonna grab my gun. So, as Versace's putting his key and trying to unlock his gate to his mansion. Cunanan walks up and he turns around and he sees him. And he's like, oh no, 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 I'm like, no. And he just shoots him twice, once in his eye and then once in the back of his head with the same pistol he killed William David with. This is Jeffrey's gun, like you just using this man's gun to kill these people. So a witness followed Andrew, which was one of the employees for Versace, and he chases him through the parking garage, but he lost him after Andrew turned the gun on him. So he takes off running and they got a glimpse of who he was and they figured out it was Andrew. So, they're running around the parking garage looking for him, and he did his quick little change. This man goes from wearing a red baseball cap with a pink shirt to a full red outfit and no hat.
1: Yeah. But didn't he, like, leave his clothes next to the car or something like that? He left
0: everything in the truck, and he left the truck. And I think he kept the gun. Yeah, he kept the gun with him, but he left everything else. And they got a lead... Like, they got a little clip from the security uh, videotape. And they, they saw that it was him running. So they find the pickup truck. And they check the license plate. And it's the same one that's William's truck. So they're like, okay, we got him. We're on him. And they think that they had him. But he had already found this little boathouse.
1: Yeah, broke into it.
0: Broke into it. It's down the street from Versace's mansion. And they they end up trying to like do CPR on Versace and they rush him to the hospital and he was shot at 8:45 a.m. and he was pronounced dead at 9:21 so he had no chance of survival he they said that he was like the the Miami mayor like he represented everything good there and he always said that Italy was so evil and dangerous and america was safe
1: and like around this time he was like booming like yes he was making so much stuff for so many people, he was so people big in. at that
0: time yeah you're right and he was yeah, oh my god he was such a big thing at that time because that's when it was coming out like yeah. fashion was a thing it's just really sad how it all went down because he was such a decent person
1: and the craziest thing to me is that when he shot him that that bird had got hit with a bullet. Yeah, the they rock. thought it was
0: a mob shooting at first because of the bird that's thing. That's
1: such a coincidence.
0: That the bird died with, with Versace, that's... <laughs> it's so wicked. So, they found newspaper clipping articles of the murders that he had committed in the truck with him. So, he's following yeah. his own case. Like, this man's losing his shit. So, the day before... He got caught. The caretaker of a vacant boathouse that he was staying in illegally noticed that there was really loud music coming from the
1: room. Coming Meanwhile, from this is not that far from literally Versace's the place. same strip. Yeah, it's really not that far.
0: He tries to scare the guy off, the old man off, by shooting his gun, but literally the caretaker's like, that's alright, I'm gonna call the cops. So he calls the police. The police are like, okay, we think that Andrew Kinnanen is staying in this boathouse. So that morning, he pretty much drove himself crazy. Like, he was losing at this point. He had been isolated. He had literally done all his mental health could take. And he was just, oh man, this poor guy, he was losing his shit at this point. He grew his beard out. He stopped taking care of himself. He gained weight. He kind of lost his sense
1: of reality. Oh and I'm sure he was on drugs. Oh my god. Alcohol, all you can name.
0: Well, whenever they went in the house after whatever had taken place, they found um cortisone hydrocortisone cream. That was all that he had. He had like seven tubes of it. Why you got itch cream? Well, I saw on the show when I was rewatching it the other day that he had like these scabs on his leg that same day. So he must have been like picking out his skin. Oh. Really, really bad, like a nervous habit. Yeah. But his leg was all chucked up. Like he had been digging. So I think he was trying to like get the the scars to not be so bad. So the police started to close in on him at this point and this is on July twenty third. So this is what, six days? Yeah. Eight days. Eight days after he killed Versace, he's been hiding in this place. And... Oh, I'm sure he ran he's, out of
1: food and everything.
0: Literally. He, there was nothing in there. He was just... He was running out. He was running out of time. And as they're broadcasting this on national television that they have the cops and they have the air, the helicopters and everybody closing in around the boathouse. He's watching it and he has all the TVs on full blast listening to them closing on him. And they're like calling him to come out. And he's just he's determined to just he would rather die. So as he began to run on the boathouse that he was staying on, he just took the gun and shot himself in the head. And he kills himself instantly. With the same weapon that he killed three of his victims with. After his suicide, the SWAT team gathered on the boat. And they found the gun. With guns and shields. And they found his gun. And they found him upstairs. And they had pictures of his corpse. After he had committed suicide. Of them doing like the. Well, you know how they do the gunpowder analysis. And Mm -hmm. they like check his fingers and all that. They have the same exact picture. That they had taken of him laying there dead. That our dude darren chris had recreated he looks so much like him it freaks me out
1: he really does
0: it freaks me out he looks so much like him so he still had the gun in his hand after he had shot himself in the mouth and they left a suicide well he did not leave a suicide note but it was pretty obvious that he was just running from punishment like he didn't want to go to jail he
1: wasn't he in like white boxers or something like yeah just chilling on the bed like
0: Yeah. he. Oh, he was definitely freaking out before. Like, he had to be... But they said that,
1: like, it was, like, a seductive suicide.
0: (laughs) He was a seductive person. (laughs) I mean, he's gonna wrap up Lee with duct tape and start stabbing his man with a screwdriver after you, like, just did this, like, little sexy dance on him. Man. So, he basically was just running from the punishment of the murders that he had committed. And he never really had any consequences from it. Just like his dad. Yeah. Like his dad just ran from everything.
1: He learned from the best.
0: It's such a (laughs) sick way. And like he raised him to be that way. Like he raised him to be a con artist and conniving and selfish and all about money and looks. It was so sick. I I really feel bad for Andrew. Like he had such good potential. He was so smart. He could have been so many different things. It's so horrible he ended up being cremated and his ashes were scattered by his remaining family members but that's all that's left on Andrew there's nothing else coming out I watched a few interviews of his dad on Larry King and they were like asking about him he was like I know my kid my kid wasn't gay I know my kid he was a good person
1: okay but did you know your kid or you knew the side of the your kid was acting to be right because he did that with everyone and his
0: siblings had wrote a book and they said that like Andrew was obviously their dad's favorite because he was just like him he was a conniving manipulative liar just like their father and he learned his ways from them like they, they always said that Andrew was like one up of them it's just so sad how all of it went down and poor Gianni's family like Donatella she lost her shit after he died they were so freaking close and she took over the business and she quadrupled the income still booming oh my god she's such a big thing now she needs to stop doing her face (laughs) she gotta stop doing that all right guys well that's all for tonight thank you for tuning in i hope it wasn't kind of all over the place but you know me anyway hopefully um tomorrow we'll do another one with amber and stay tuned
1: thanks guys Bye.